Journey to Organization 113, Barbara Schwark. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman. Advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization, and today I'm talking with Barbara Schwark, my personal coach. Barbara is a neuroemotional coach, and today she is going to explain what exactly that is. She's also going to explain how we can change ourselves to help overcome many issues, but specifically if there's something holding you back. Barbara can help you break through to be the best version of yourself you can be. She is the founder and CEO of Clear Intentions International, where she practices an innovative executive coaching technique, neuroemotional coaching. She developed this technique over two decades. She combines neuroscience with executive coaching, and this process helps helps clients break through barriers and align their intentions in support of their goals and aspirations. Barbara inspires clarity and breakthroughs in the way that people think, feel, and behave. She opens up the space and opportunity for rapid and sustainable change. She has a master's degree in applied psychology and public international affairs and a doctorate in spiritual science. She is certified as a professional certified coach through the International Coach Federation and from the Coaches Training Institute. Through her extensive studies in kinesiology, she is a certified neuroemotional technique practitioner and incorporates this methodology as an integral element of her neuroemotional coaching approach. This vast interdisciplinary mindset is what makes Barbara's executive coaching strategy so unique and effective. Welcome, Barbara. Thanks for having me, Rebecca. It's a pleasure to be with you. So glad you're here. And I think it's a good way to start to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got started in neuroemotional coaching. Gladly to do that. So I was raised and born in, um, born and raised in Germany, and I spent the first 20 years of my life there. And I came to Israel afterwards for about a year and a half, but then ended up living in the United States for 27 years before I came back to Israel. So uh, early on in my uh, in the 90s, and while I was living in the United States, I um, took a personal growth seminar called Insight Seminars. And it was at the end of the seminar um, where I uh, experienced a, a shift. And for the first time in my life, I realized that, that I was in charge of my destiny, that um, I could change my life, that there were um, opportunities for me that I could, um, that I could take. And um, it sort of got me... You know, it's got me started on my personal growth journey, but it also got me started on my, my coaching journey. And um, for, for many years, I, I was a volunteer with this organization, and my plan had been to, to be a facilitator with them. And then when that didn't um, happen, I realized, actually, I could, you know, I could do this on my own. I could be a coach. So um, during my uh, master's in psychology, I, I started to to sort of uh, test the waters and I coached a few of my friends. I came up with a coaching program uh, and then actually 20 years ago in 1999, I officially launched my, my coaching business clear intentions while I was still working full time uh, at a foundation. That's an amazing story. So why don't we just jump in and why don't you explain what exactly neuro emotional coaching is? Okay. So in, in order for me to do that, Okay, so in order for me to do that, I want to I want to take um, a step back. So okay. early on in my coaching, I really um, had a deep desire to 
to assist people. And it, it came from my need for assistance. Uh, you know, I didn't know who I was and I, I, I didn't feel confident and I, I didn't do very well in school. And so I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Um, I, I really had no direction. You know, part of me sort of traveling around the world was to understand who I was mm-hmm. and figure out, figure out what I wanted to do in life. And so I came to coaching with a real passion and desire to assist people with what I felt like I didn't have. So, uh, and with that, you know, people really want to change, but you know, you as an organizer, you've, you've already probably figured out pretty quickly that some people can really implement your strategies really quickly. And for some people it's, it's difficult. They really right. want to, but for them to let go of that, um, you know, that piece of clothing or, or to, um, you know, to structure their space differently is different, difficult right. for them. Right. right. So um, I started to search around and I, I looked at neuroscience. I looked at emotional intelligence and, and I realized that there was a little bit more to than just me helping uh, people figure out what they wanted and, and giving them some tools to, to implement that. So, okay. So before I explain, um, to people what new emotional coaching is, I would like a little bit more in depth about the brain. So I always joke around and I say, let's do a little brain surgery. It won't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it will be very insightful for people. Okay, great. So, okay. So basically um, all of us are structured in a similar way. doesn't matter um, what race you are, female, male, basically we have sort of the same uh, basic parts in the brain. Um, we all have what's called the neocortex, a limbic, and a reptilian brain. Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit more in depth about what these three parts are. Okay, great. Each part, each part of this, the brain serves a different function. And while it's difficult to get all three parts communicating and pulling in the same direction, consider that all parts are at least on some level involved in motivating a person. Okay. The oldest and most primitive part of the brain is the reptilian. It's located uh, really in the back part, in the hidden part of the structure of the brain. It's most concerned with survival. And it's a very powerful motivating force, although we often don't experience the motivation of, this, of the reptilian brain on a conscious level. Okay. Then we have the limbic system, and the limbic system is also called the emotional brain. It's where your feelings are located. The limbic system is an important control center. Um, it is uh, located in the middle portion of the brain, and um, it, it really helps you to motivate yourself, either, either in a positive way, if there's a positive emotion, or it, it uh, catapults you in a negative direction. Okay. Now, the limbic system is not part of your conscious mind, so it's what we would call subconscious. Okay. Uh, the reptilian is unconscious, the limbic is subconscious. The only part of the brain that's really conscious to us is our neocortex. The neocortex okay. is the part of the brain where all your analytical functions are happening. Language, you're analyzing things. Uh, goals are being created uh, in your neocortex. Now, why am I mentioning this? It's important because every time that you have a goal, let's say you're saying, I want to be more organized or I want to... Um, I want to save time. I want to be, I know you also do time management. So, um, you know, I have a goal of uh, planning better or, you know, maybe I have trouble with, you know, I I can never make it on time. Okay. Um, The neo, you know, the neocortic is the part of the brain that uh, formulates those goals. 
Okay. We always need language in order to create a goal. And so uh, neocortex is important. Now, every time I have a thought or I set a goal, it's matched by a feeling and it's matched by something in the reptilian system. What does that mean? It means if I think to myself, okay, I want to be on time, I'm going to have an emotion about it and I'm going to have an unconscious reptilian response. Now, if they're all in alignment, like, you know, you're, at a, you're, you're driving in traffic and it's green, 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 Mm-hmm. Great, we're going to execute. If there are some um, some other um, overriding goals, let's say the neocortex says I want to be organized, the limbic system says, but I don't know that it's really uncomfortable for me because that might stir up some anxiety because okay. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this item. The the reptilian system is going to say that's not safe. I'm not going to do it. You follow me? So you just don't do things that are f- making you feel anxiety or pressure. Ex- or- yeah, exa- yeah okay. exactly. So I won't do anything that, that's fearful, that's making me feel anxious, or that you know, has some sort of negative impact. And I, don't, I might not even know why, because like I said earlier, like oftentimes the responses of the reptilian, I'm not even aware of. So it's uh-huh. like the 90% iceberg that you can see, can't see. So part so of my brain wants to do that. something, but the other part right. doesn't, and that part is stronger. Exactly. Okay. It's overriding. Okay. So we're thinking it's 1919, and we're really smart, and we're, you know, we're living in a very uh, tech-savvy world, but yet this reptilian part of the brain is overriding everything. It's like a mother whose child falls in a river, and you're deathly afraid of swimming. What are you going to do? You're going to jump in. It's going to override your feelings, your, your intellectual thoughts, because your drive to save is so much stronger than anything else. Uh-huh. I see. So, okay. So I, you know, once I learned about this and, you know, there was a, a study that IBM did, uh, you know, maybe 20 years ago and they looked at change uh, and they realized that 90% of the people were unwilling to change, even though they were struggling with a life-threatening illness because the, the reptilian of being uncomfortable and being afraid or having anxious, being anxious without you know, whatever the comfort food of the cigarette or, or the alcohol, whatever it was, I realized basically it's like the same situation for us. Mm-hmm. It's like when um, we're endangering ourselves of putting ourselves in, you know, let's say in quotation marks, uncomfortable situations, we're going to have a difficult time following through, even though that seems much more logic. Okay. So, Wait, so can we go back to that study for one second? You yeah. said that these participants were facing a life-threatening illness. So they're theoretically going to go through pain, right? Because of this illness. And yet they can't, right. for example, change their diet, even if they know that it's going to make them feel better because it's too stressful or anxiety producing to change their diet, even though they know that they're still going to be pain. Right. Okay. Just want right. <laughs> to, it seems so like counterintuitive. Like why would I right. not give myself a smaller amount of pain so I could reduce a larger amount of pain? Because that's logic. Right. Okay. And so the brain doesn't necessarily work in logic. You know, it goes with the, the reptil- it goes with the reptilians all about concerned about safety. Uh, and it's, it's really all concerned about survival and safety. Mm-hmm. So that's how we're structured. And so the memory and all the functions of the brain, it's always about safety. So when we're at a cocktail party, you know, we have a glass of wine or something in our hand and something to eat because it calms down the reptilian brain and you feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. because you're holding something in your hand. Why, you know, so, and it's difficult for us to get away from that because, you know, that's how we originated. 
-hmm. was all about survival. Right. Right. So when it comes to, let's say, organizing, Mm-hmm. For the people who are reluctant to do it, or it's, I mean, so many people say to me, like, I should be able to do this on my own. <laughs> Why do I need your help? So basically, right. when they're saying, like, I can't do this on my own, it's because this reptilian system is blocking them from doing this uncomfortable thing. Is it procrastination or is it just like the flight or f- flight or fight response? Well, it's, I think it's a combination. So, okay. you know, we not everybody... Uh, you know, everybody for everybody is a little bit of diff- It's a little bit uh, different. Right. Okay. Yes. So, um, for a lot, of, most of the time, there is actually some fight, flight, or freeze involved. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but it's often more complicated. So you're actually getting to a good question because it's it's kind of like how do I get my parts aligned so that I can actually move forward? Right. Right. Okay. Um, Let's go there. So as an okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so as a, as a professional organizer, you're definitely giving them tools right. because sometimes it's a matter of, I don't have the tools. I don't really know how to do it, or I need somebody to support me emotionally because it's too overwhelming for me because my mind is getting, um, cluttered up with where to start. Okay. And so I have my professional organizer is helping me structure the whole thing, supporting me, telling me I can championing me all the, all along the way and telling me what I need to do. And okay. so if I have you I'm going to trust you and do exactly as you tell me and boom we're going to be done in no time right okay, right so but let's say I don't have Rebecca at my side you know what can I do so for me you know when I was at a personal growth seminar I, I really had a, that epiphany that where I would say I probably by accident or maybe the way the seminar was designed I sort of tapped into my limbic and my reptilian system Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden there was an opening that told me oh wow it can be different you know I um you know I'm I'm an open book so it's like I had a very challenging childhood and so because of that and for very good reasons I molded myself to be um to protect myself which came with um some behaviors which at some point in our lives no longer work so it may work when you're 5 10 15 20 25 Uh, depending on what you're experiencing. But later, when you're trying to do something else in your life, those behaviors no longer support you because, you know, the trauma or the whatever that that you were going through is is no longer longer, uh, happening. Right. Well, relevant, exactly. So um, when I, when at that moment, you know, uh, somebody was asking me, what do you want? What do I really want? And how could I get it? And I was... uh, not just answering the question in a kind of logical way, but there was a lot of excitement and emotions behind it and sort of like opened up, oh, this is really what I would want in my life. I would want to have peace and harmony and be happy. Uh, And it was like, oh, oh my God, I can actually, you know, have it. Right. So uh, in order for us to get alignment, one of the ways that, that people can do is just really sit down and start a writing exercise and really answer that question for themselves. What do I want? What do I really want? Because oftentimes before we can even answer that questions, we already tell ourselves all the reasons of why we can't have it. Okay. So Uh it's like like a limiting belief. Yeah. The limiting beliefs are so um, powerful, invasive and so persistent Uh and so powerful that they are uh, present before you can even uh, identify them. Mm -hmm. So you can just say, what do I want? Do I, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Uh, so you can have, you know, you can have a coach or an organizer ask you, you can, ha- you can do this. If, if you don't have um, somebody that you work with in that way, you can, you can write about it. 
what you can also do is you can look at your values and your goals and your vision and you can see if there's a mismatch. And I, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Years, years and years ago, I, I coached somebody who had 15 McDonald's franchises. Okay. And um, yeah, restaurants, actually they call them restaurants. And the person um, themselves were into health food um, and so I was asking myself, like, how, how does that line up, right? You're into eating organic, you're vegetarian, and yet your family legacy is that you inherited these restaurants. So, you know, if the person couldn't resolve this for themselves positively, they would have had a hard time moving the family empire forward mm-hmm. because Got there's it. a mismatch between their own personal goals, values, and then the vision of the company. Right. Uh, so oftentimes we want to be very specific about what are my values? What, what's my vision for myself? And then see if the goals fit into that. So, and then of course, you know, I, you know, I, I started to look at different techniques and, and started to see what was out there that would assist people to really get alignment on a deeper level. And um, Maybe about 25 years ago, uh, somebody introduced me to something called neuroemotional technique and muscle testing. And I was very skeptical initially. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I just, you know, I, I thought that was kind of like too good to be true. Okay. And uh, I, yes, I, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a careful uh, buyer. I'm, I'm very skeptical. Okay. And so somebody introduced me to uh, muscle testing and kinesiology and I was like, really? So... Uh, but I gave it a try and um, found that there was incredible value for me. And I started to accomplish uh, and move forward in ways that really surprised me. Uh, it was quick. It was fast. And um, then I decided at some point to take emotional, neuroemotional technique uh, and blend it with my coaching and came up with my own uh, unique coaching technology that I then trademarked neuroemotional coaching. Okay. So how does it work? How does it work? So neuroemotional coaching um, or NEC is a unique proprietary uh, coaching technique that combines neuroscience, muscle testing, positive psychology, and uh, neuroemotional technique with a commonly known professional coaching technique. The sole purpose is to change your response to situation, circumstance, goal, or environment, thereby creating space for new behavior, new thought, um, or new ways to take action. It's all about getting to the root cause of your inability to move forward. Okay. So does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, The secret to change is to understand what trigger is keeping you stuck and what part of your brain needs to be rewired. So in other words, a pattern may be conscious or unconscious. If it's surfacing, um, it is blocking you from trying to change. So NEC will help you to identify those elusive connections and neutralize your emotional response so that you not only can achieve your goals, but you are actually ready, willing, and able to do it, meaning there's now a new space inside of you that's neutral that will allow you to put a seed in, water it, and then actually you know, grow the behavior and, and support of what you're trying to accomplish. Okay, okay. On a practical level, how can it help me as an individual? Like what, what are we doing together that's really focusing on making a, the change for me? 
mm-hmm. or anybody. So, right. So we talked a little bit earlier about limiting beliefs, right? Okay. Um, and some of the limiting beliefs were we're aware of, but some of the limiting beliefs are really deeply, deeply embedded in your unconscious. Okay. And so if you have a, a belief that, um, you know, I'm not worthy or I am, um, I don't deserve to be having a happy life or I'm, I can't, I'm not able to, to be healthy. So if that belief is really deeply, deeply, um, embedded into your consciousness you're going to have a hard time no matter how hard you work no matter how hard you're trying to change your behavior to deliver and to move forward because you're constantly going to have this you know the stone around your neck trying to pull you the other way because that's what you're believing so it's a little bit like vector math you remember you know what was that eighth grade or something ninth grade no i don't i must have blocked it out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, in Germany, we had vector math. So okay. it's like one vector going one way, you have another one going the other way, and you have a third going down, you know, let's say one north, 190 degrees, you know, one south, and then you're, where's the ball going to end? It's going to end, the, the vector is going to go somewhere in the middle. If you want them all to go up north, because that's your primary mm-hmm. goal, then, you know, we need to do something to get those other things either, you know, neutralized or out of the way. Mm-hmm. So um, the, you know, the best way to explain it is like looking at limiting beliefs. Um, if you, you know, if you have a negative response to money, uh, and most people do because, uh, money and lava is two of the biggest pain that we can experience as human beings, it's going to be difficult for you to attract it. So, right. uh, because it's like, you're going to have it in your hand and your body is going to reject it or your consciousness is going to reject it. Right. I, I can't tell you how many times I've worked with people in my coaching practice and they had a negative response to money and they had a t- high time billing their clients or they didn't want to raise their rates. Or, you know, I remember coaching, a um, an athlete who, who played for the, uh, you know, played football pro in the pro mm-hmm. uh, and had a hard time um, making money because he grew up in a very poor family. And so it's almost like I'm betraying my family because now I am, you know, I'm doing well. So, uh-huh. so there's a lot of, um, in ways that, um, that there's interferes with, eh, it could be guilt. There could be, um, yeah, shame. it could be guilt. It could be all shame, guilt, undeserving, mm-hmm. different emotions that show up. Uh, so, um, when we're like, it's, it, you know, I, I look through the same lens. Um, so it's almost, it's all, it's always the same when all things are lined up. Um, it's, it's easier. Think about carrying a mattress or think about carrying something, you know, when it's tilted, mm-hmm. it's really, it, it pulls you down more, but it's, if it's really straight up and you're carrying the item, it's easier to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean if the weight's distributed it's, it's all, evenly? Correctly. Correct. Okay. okay. Uh, so it's, it's, it's when everything is lined up, it's easy for us to move forward mm-hmm. when everything, when it, when it's tilted, when, it, when there's some other constraint, um, on where we're trying to go, it's difficult. And, uh, so it's like, whether we know about the limiting beliefs, um, if we know about them, they're easier. To, if we, we, we can identify them often, you can identify them to writing or you can, you can identify it through uh, more conventional, uh, traditional uh, coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take a look and, and change it. If you don't know, this is where neuroemotional uh, coaching comes in. Um, I use muscle testing. It's a 2,000-year-old technique that comes from China. It's based mm-hmm. on the premise that um, every time that you say something, 
um, that you believe in or it's your reality, your muscle will be strong and vice versa. Every time that you say something or you think about something that it's not your reality or you, you don't believe in it's, it's not your truth. The muscle will be weaker. It's a functional test, meaning that um, it's a cooperative test. It's sort of like an oil gauge. Okay. You know, it's like you measure the temperature in the engine and when the temperature is high, it sort of tells you something. And when the temperature is where it needs to be, it tells you something. So okay. with the muscle test, there is uh, gives you an indicator of whether a statement like I want to make money or I want to be well or I want to be healthy or I want to lose weight. Um, it's actually your reality and your truth. And if it isn't, um, I have a 15-step proprietary technique that I developed that will then biochemically change um, the, your response to that statement, which then actually creates the alignment in your system between the neocortex, the limbic system, and your reptilian system. And then that new neutral space, you know, think about it, the waves are quiet. Right, right. Uh, it's easier for you to row. I, I recently had my first sub stand-up paddling lesson and it was okay. like you know they take you out and the waves are quiet and mm -hmm. it's easy to to do it because it's quiet but when it's rocky uh, it's difficult so the same in, inside you know if, if it's rocky inside of me i'm going to have a hard time um doing something that you're asking me it's difficult like letting go of my um my college papers all the all those uh essays i had to write uh -huh. or you know, letting go of my clothes that I don't fit in anymore because it's, it's already rocky inside of me. So what are some limiting beliefs that one might carry around regarding organization, let's say? Or why um, would we hold ourselves I, I back? Use... Yeah, that's a good question. So I think uh, one of the very common ones, and, and you probably have heard a lot of them, is I might need it someday. Yes. Okay? <laughs> uh, so I... Yeah, I might need it someday. Um, it's it's a fear-based. It's it's mainly a fear-based limitation. Okay. Um, I can't be without it. Um, this item gives me comfort, um, and I don't know who I am without it. Okay. Uh, or um, when I let go of um, these clothes, then I am losing the hope that I will ever lose that weight. Okay. So um, those are, I think, some of the limiting fears. Or I can't replace it. It's irreplaceable. Okay. Uh, and um, so using your system, how can we go forward? Now we can go forward. So what I would do is I would muscle test people on um, some of the generic statements, such as I'm okay with uh, getting organized, or I'm okay with uh, letting this item go, or I'm okay with being free. So, you know, what are some of the deeper reasons of why people want to get organized? I would want to, uh, you know, take a look or ask them. And then I would see um, if they have a strong muscle test or if they would have a, a weak muscle test. And then I would use my 15-step proprietary method to um, identify why there's an incongruency with that statement. We would, um, we would neutralize it, meaning once we have identified what's it related to, um, with neuroemotional coaching, I... I use the meridian system from acupuncture to find out what the correlating emotion is with that particular statement. Okay. And then we, we look at the root cause. Remember I, early on I said I like, I like to look at the root cause, meaning right. I want to find out. I'm German, so I want to find out where this coming from because <laughs> most likely it's not coming from. Yeah, what's the source? Not just now, right? If I'm, if I'm experiencing it at the moment, it's most likely I've experienced some version of it 
uh, early on or, you know, prior to this, uh, this particular moment. Mm -hmm. So I go look at um, the muscle testing will tell us um, where, where uh, it originated. And then okay. we will neutralize it biochemically either through breathing or, you know, actually um, oftentimes I tell, um, I tell my clients, um, you know, when, when they want to do some work by themselves, um, just a simple forgiveness. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying this in a religious way, just, mm -hmm. but simply, you know, forgiving your judgment that you have about the situation um, with yourself or either anybody else that might be involved actually gives you some biochemical relief inside, believe right. it or not. Um, it's very powerful. And, and then we, you know, we, we muscle test again. And we look at, um, you know, the change that occurred in the muscle testing, which then indicates to, to me and, you know, the client, like, oh, my God, look at that. You know, there's actually something different. Uh, something happened to me in that, you know, 10-minute um, coaching that mm. has changed my chem biochemistry inside. Okay. Um, so uh, there was something else I wanted to say, but no, it, it slipped my um, – <laughs> slipped my mind your brain's holding it back uh, it's hard. Oh, no no I remember so it's I know it's really difficult it's like one of my challenges always been it's very difficult for me to kind of explain what I do uh it's sort of like telling people what a steak tastes like without ever tasting it okay it, you know the best the best way is really for people to experience there's you know there's some videos on my website um that you know can people take a look at but I'm I'm gonna share something um with uh, listeners, which I think might be might be helpful. So okay, before I before I became a neuroemotional um, uh, technique Coach. and then a neuroemotional coaching um, practitioner, I um, I had somebody to do you know something similar to me, which is where you know part of my strong feeling for bringing this into the coaching world also came from. And um, all my life, I had always felt that you know I didn't belong and. And uh, I sort of felt like I was always, you know, outside, an outsider and, you know, people didn't really want me to be part of their group. And um, I was probably in my 30s when one day, um, you know, my practitioner worked on a statement with me. I think it was something like I, I belong or, you know, I'm okay with uh, being part of the group. And of course, you know, based on my reality, we, the, the muscle test was weak. And um, we traced it back to when I was about 10, year, 10, 10 hours old, 10 hours old. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the powerful things about this is that it goes beyond the language. You know, how right. could I even know what was going on when I was 10, 10, 10 hours old? But I, I did know that my mom almost passed away when I was, uh, when I was born, but I didn't know any details about it. So I got on the phone with my mother and I said to her mom, you know, can you just share a little bit with me about what went on? And she said, um, yeah, it was about 10 hours when um, you and I were reunited uh, and because they couldn't stop the bleeding and um, they had to have me on observation. Wow. And it, yeah, and it was, it was very powerful for me because in those 10 hours, you know, the little baby, you know, it decided to have its own little reality. I, right. you know, it wasn't anything that was done to me um maliciously it's right. just like it's just part of life and right. i responded to it in this particular way oh and since then since then really since then i you know i i that feeling kind of like went away um i don't have the feeling like that i belong anymore and um you know it's 
it's just really changed me profoundly. Mm-hmm. And before that, I was like, people wouldn't invite me to their birthday party. And, you know, one time I, I had a birthday party, nobody showed up. It's oh like, because gosh, that was my reality. Right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that was my reality. Right. I know it was terrible, but you know, I was a kid. That was my reality. So that's what the universe would prov- provide for me. So that until I could have the learning, mm-hmm. um, once I had the learning and I saw what um, I needed to learn, it's like, okay, just went away. Uh-huh. Interesting. So it's not always um, that clear and direct, but most of the time it is. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, my clients have to be a little bit patient because we're a little bit like a, uh, it's a little bit like a spider web. You know, we need to, so that was directed like, at me because I'm not patient. <laughs> no, that's not, wasn't at all directed at you. You're very patient. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, my mother I'm always says, inst- patience. You know, listen, I'm an instant gratification woman. You yep, know, me too. I, I like, yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, well, well you know, how long is it going to take? Or, uh, but you're, we are constant, we're complicated human beings right. uh, with complicated uh, stories. And, um, I'm sharing that because for me, uh, it was powerful and I, you know, I've probably coached, I don't know, a thousand people with thousands and thousands of hours. And I fall in love with the technique over and over again because I see what it actually, um, what it does for people. And right. that's exactly what I want. I want, I want people to be free. I want them to create uh, a powerful, amazing life of their choice, uh, based on where they want to go and not based on how they molded themselves. Uh, in the past and what their thought processes and what their thought processes are or, mm-hmm. or, or what was implemented on them or what they took on, took on from their parents. I mean, you're a parent, I'm a parent, right? you know, and I, I would, we try to do our very best to, um, we don't always, but, succeed. you know, you're not perfect. Right. No, we don't and always, it's succeed. not even intentional. No, exactly. You right. know, sometimes I say to my child, uh, but if you don't do this and you don't get that, and I'm like, ooh, that sounded like a threat. <laughs> you know, and I, I uh, then I'm like, okay, it's time to course correct, but it's where we do what we can, right. uh, but there's, we're not perfect. So exactly. Okay. So just, can you give us like, can you sum up for us what we can do as individuals on our own to, support accomplishing goals. Yes, it's a, it's a good thing. So let's go, go back a little bit. So it's one of the things that's very important is to be clear of what your values are okay. and be clear of what your vision is and then make sure that your goals flow from that. Okay. Okay. You know, I like, you know, I like people to have affirmations and so that they know who they are and have affirmations about where they're headed, you know, have a vision board so that they can be clear about and the goals need to flow from that. There can't be any misalignment because then we're going to have trouble from the get-go. It's also very helpful to support the the neocortex, the limbic system, and the reptilian system, system specifically. Okay. So the reptilian system, remember, is the part of the fight, flight, or freeze. Okay. Here's some quick tips. These aren't going to sound very easy, but they're not so easy to implement. Okay. Drink enough water. Get enough sleep. Have a good diet. Exercise. Those are all things that help your reptilian system be calmer. Right. Think about it. When you haven't had any sleep, you're going to be more reactive. It's going to be harder for you to implement your goals because um, you're going to have less reserve to deal with your limiting belief. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Same sleeping. thing with food. Like you get hangry, like half hungry, half angry because you don't have That's enough right. calories to, to use to deal with the situation. Right. So sleep, um, water, diet, exercise, uh, meditation, you know, mindfulness or prayer. Um, it's very, keeping a journal. Those are very good, good things to help your reptilian brain. Um, your limbic system. I have this whole other, you know, presentation or a lot of my focus on my coaching is about no uh, emotional intelligence. Okay. So the limbic system is all about emotional intelligence. How can I be more intelligent? How can I not get so triggered? Because basically what happens when you are, uh, you have a goal uh, and you're not doing it, you're getting, you know, what I call emotionally hijacked. Okay. Emotions hijack, you can't do it uh, because now you are, um, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday and I was doing this. What, what do you want? What do you want? And why aren't you doing it? And then in the end, it was like, well, I watch TV um, or I, um, I eat or I, um, you know, um, you know, you can or I have, I have a cigarette or I drink or whatever it is that you, you do because I don't I avoid because I don't want to deal with reality. Right. So it's like basically your emotions are hijacking. you. So what can we do? We can learn about. Uh, emotional intelligence we, intelligence we can we can understand our emotions we can um inquire in, inside of ourselves of what's going on what do we need and uh, what makes us feel safer and what uh, what is important to us mm-hmm. and <clears throat> the neocortex I, I already addressed it's like all about clarity making sure that things match and so that your brain can be clear about where you where you headed okay and also being able to identify your limiting beliefs uh, as quickly and as deeply as you can because they come, there's a, you know, even though I am like sort of seg- segmenting, I'm not speaking very well today. I apologize. <laughs> You're doing great. Uh, it's like, um, you know, sometimes <clears throat> too many languages like sort of took me up a little bit. I totally but understand that. Segregating, you know, segregating um, between the three brains, of course, there's overlap uh, right. between one, you know, one, one connecting with the other. But, uh, you know, just do one of those things. You know, if you just decided, okay, I'm going to try going to bed and sleeping seven and a half hours, for, for, uh, you know, every, every day of this week, or I'm going to drink, you know, at least two liters or half a gallon of water, uh, or I'm going to watch my diet or, you know, whatever it is, just mm-hmm. like do one of those things. It'll help you with accomplishing your goals. Okay, great. Um, Barbara, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you want to offer the listeners of Journey to Organization? Yeah, sure. So I wrote a book. It's called From Intuition to Entrepreneurship, A Women's Guide to Following Her Dream. It's a. Um, it's actually not just for women, but it's a book um, uh, teaching you um, how to get to how to go from A to B. It's okay. How to look at a goal, vet it. Uh, gives you a better understanding about uh, conscious and unconscious wants and needs. Okay. Uh, and I'm giving away two chapters, and the two chapters are about uh, um, the little brain surgery that I talked about, and it's chapter five, and chapter six is all about uh, more about the muscle testing and neuroemotional uh, coaching so that your listeners can have a, a, a better understanding uh, of uh, how that works and, and – um, how that could support them. Uh, and I'm also going to send um, out a, a handout that I created for a emotional intelligent and neuroscience workshop. And the, the handout sort of talks about what you just asked me about, you know, what could we actually do to better accomplish our goals? And so it's going to list 
the, um, the three parts of the brain and it's going to give you things to do uh, that su would support the, each, each um, of the three section and you could pick one and then it's going, it has a fourth, it has a fourth category um, that, uh, you know, talks a little bit about um, other things to do and then it's a, it has a grid of where you can actually uh, decide if you wanted to um, pick some of those and start to uh, implement them. Great. Fabulous. Okay. So to get the chapters of Barbara's book and the cheat sheet, head to balagambigan.com forward slash Barbara, and you'll be able to sign up to get the download of the book of those two chapters and the cheat sheet. Barbara, thank you so much for joining us today. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. If you want to contact Barbara, you can visit her website, clearintentions.net, or you can email Barbara directly at barbara at clearintentions.net. If you want to reach out to her by phone in America, you can reach her at 412-656-8841. In Israel, you can reach her at 054-217-8550. For all of you listening today, I hope that what Barbara said to you or to both of us actually will help you move forward in your decluttering efforts for now have a great week and happy organizing thanks for listening to the journey to organization podcast you can find rebecca on twitter and instagram at balagonbegon and on pinterest as rebecca saltzman visit balagonbegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates